Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll, the NBA betting show that goes live every weekday morning right here on the board YouTube channel, 9.45 or so a.m. Eastern time. We have a ton of picks today, so starting a little bit late, had some pre-show movement as well. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for waiting here. We are ready to go, and we have five picks on the way today. I think in the season and a third that we've had this show, we've never had a show where Pips has five picks, but... It's a big slate, and it's a big slate where Pip seems to very much like what he sees. So we are hopefully going to have some fun today with these picks and hopefully have a winning Friday. Reminder to everybody watching, if you're tailing the picks you can support, and you've been watching this season, make sure to hit that like button to support what we do over here on the channel, going live every weekday morning, as I mentioned. And you can keep subscribed as well to stay notified when we go live. Apologies for no Thursday show with Kirk Evans yesterday. Um, had some scheduling issues. It didn't work out. We'll be back next week, but you got me and Pips, of course, for today. So let's go and give out the five picks that we have on the show for today. And after we hear those five picks, Pips is going to go through the handicap behind each and every one of these picks so you can make <laughs> a decision whether or not you want to tail on the picks as always. And then once we do that, we'll go through the recap of the previous day's bets. Okay, let's get into the very first pick here. So first of all, we are going to the Hawks to grab Trey Young over 28 and a half points. They're playing against the Pacers. <laughs> the total in this one is 261.5. So this is going to be a crazy game, it seems like. But we're hoping Trey Young goes over the point line in the process. Second play, we are going into a Raptors and Kings matchup here. Raptors visiting Sacramento. We have DeMontis bonus on a three-leg SGP for plus 104 odds at DraftKings. We have DeMontis bonus under 23.5 points, but 10-plus rebounds and 5-plus assists. Then we're moving over to the Pistons and Warriors to grab Jalen Duran, 10-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. Cade Cunningham, 20-plus points. This is actually minus 109 now at FanDuel, so apologies on the graphic. It's just... Two cents off on that one. So minus 49, still a good price to take. Fourth play, Wizards and Cavaliers. We have a Jared Allen SGP. 15 plus points, 12 plus rebounds, and two plus assists for the big man for minus 115 odds at bet MGM. And in the final play here, also in the Wizards and Cavaliers game, we're going to DraftKings for a minus 120 SGP. We have Jordan Poole under 18 and a half points. And Donovan Mitchell, 25-plus points. Okay, I'll do my best to keep some banners up for the viewers who want to tail these picks. But let's go, first of all, to the Trey Young play. Tell us why we're taking Trey Young on the over on points here. So he's been uh, crashing this line, like, over the last couple of games. If you take a look, poor start to a season, then started just going nuts. And over the last 19 games, he covered this line in 14, 74% clear rate. If you take a look in the matchups, he goes under. It's Cleveland Cavaliers, third best pick and roll defense. Bulls, the best pick and roll defense. Thunders, second best pick and roll defense. And the Kings just blitz him the entire game. So yeah, like... In the matchups, he goes under. He had very difficult matchups. Any, any other matchup, he crushed the, the first graph, shows the game against the Pacers, 38 points. Yeah, just like the highest total of the slate, as you mentioned, crazy number. And if you take a look at the play types, the Pacers, second worst pick and roll ball handler defense, 
allowing the most free throws to the free throw merchant Trey Young, above a uh, below average transition defense, and the dead last isolation defense. All the three, four dominant play types where Trey Young scores 82% of his points are they are terrible or below average. So yeah, this is just no brainer taking uh, Trey Young on this line. He has been crushing it. Okay, so there is the first play. We have Trey Young on the over on points. Let's go to that second play. It's uh, Demontis Sabonis under 23 and a half points, 10 plus rebounds, five plus assists for plus 24 against the Raptors. Uh, I can also wait a little bit, but let's let's hear why you want to bet this today. I, I'll just say the numbers, then you can just add the part of Jacob being against against him. So as I said, uh, mentioned I think earlier on the, on the show, the Sabonis numbers lately are, are very inflated with a couple of easy games. If you take a look at the last 24 games this season, he's under in 19 out of 24, went over this line against the, against the Washington Wizards, the easiest matchup in the league for the centers, against the Phoenix Suns without Nurkic, so one of the easiest matchups in the league, against Portland without Aiton, also one of the easiest matchups in the league. I, mean, I think since Aiton was out, Every big went over the against the Portland. Then against the Hawks, shot 71% from the field. I mean, they blitz Fox entire game, so he had wide open shots, and that's it. So even against Orlando Magic, double overtime ends up with 22 points. Not a good track record against the Raptors. They have size all over the place. I mean, Siakam, Jacob, even Anunobi can hold his own against the um against Sabonis and yeah I don't, I don't see it I think this is like not, not Ananobi is, anymore yeah not an Ananobi sorry for that Bards I told Bards they all have great yeah, size yeah. yeah sorry sorry guys uh also uh rebounding line he's uh, he had double digit rebounds in 15 straight games yeah that's just insane and when when I'm um so in the December and in January, so 16 games, he averaged almost 14 rebounds a game. And I don't expect this game to be high efficiency. So there will be plenty of rebounding chances. And also, when I'm going with under his points, that means his assist should be up there. And last game, even against the Magic, which allows the least assist in the league or top five least assist, he had 12 assists in that game. Game against the Memphis earlier this season. So when you take a look at his uh, rebounds and assists, against Memphis, 21 rebounds and 12 assists. Against Hornets, 19 rebounds. Last game against Magic, 23 rebounds and 12 assists. Insane air numbers. So yeah, I'm just, the point's too high and we are just adding rebounds and assists because it it goes well well correlated. Yeah, the so so Jakob Pertl has been defending bigs quite well in the recent stretches of games. He's been a bit of a block machine. Uh, he was certainly a block machine the last game, albeit against the Memphis Grizzlies here. This is going to be a good matchup where it's not necessarily as much of a stretch big where he's going to be getting picked on the perimeter a ton here. So uh, I can see the points being hard to come by uh, for, for Sabonis. Harder to come by than the line that's currently set for him specifically. But let's go to the third play that we have here. Uh, yeah, if you're catching up here, there's five plays today. 
Uh, we're on pick three out of five as far as the analysis is concerned. That play here is we got minus 109 at FanDuel. Duran 10 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, and Cunningham 20 plus points. Yeah, so this one is more so uh, about the minutes, uh, mostly about the minutes. So when Duran gets 25, 26 or more minutes this season, 14 games, 14 double doubles, like 100% clear rate. 14 games, 14 wins on this line. And we are just adding Kate Cunningham because Golden State backcourt is Chris Paul, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. Like zero defense. They don't they have issues defending guards. They, they, I think they allow the third most points to guards combined. So point, uh, point guard and shooting guard. And yeah, overall, their defense terrible. If you look at any metric, almost any metric, on defense, any play type against the against them. So like they are below average defending pick and roll ball handlers. They allow the third most um, uh, free throws. They allow the sixth most transition points. They allow eighth most points in isolation. They just well overall overall not great. And the thing is, the only thing they defend well is spot up. So they are not helping that much. So Kate and Durant should try in, in pick and roll game easily tonight against. Also, a bit of part of this game is um, Golden State is in a back-to-back. They suck lately. Pistons playing better lately. So I, I think we could see some four-quarter minutes for, for Durant and Kate. Yeah, big big reason why the Pistons are playing better lately is Durant, Durant is healthy. He's making a big difference. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're seeing the results as well, as you said, with his points and rebounds. So hoping to capitalize on that once again here today. Let's move on to the fourth play out of five. This is the Jared Allen SGP, 15 plus points, 12 plus rebounds, two plus assists. We had it minus 115 at MGM. Take it away for Allen's matchup against the Wizards. Yeah, Wizards, uh, the best possible matchup uh, for bigs in the league. Even <laughs> whatever data we look, they are the best matchup. So if you take a look at the points uh, over the course of the entire season, they allow by far the most points. If you take a look at the rebounds over the course of the season, they allow by far most rebounds. And if you take a look about uh, well, two points, they, uh, assists, they allow above average. But only the reason they are above, above average, only above average, because it's easy to score against them, no need to pass out. So, yeah. But uh, Jared Allen, without Mobley and without Darius Garland, they are playing through him like Sabonis type. Like he gets the ball on the elbow and they just run around and he's hitting, hitting cutters. He's hitting, uh, he's also, Gafford is dropped down. So, if uh, Allen passes to Mitchell or Levert or Struz, they with Gaffer being dropped down, they get wide open uh, mid range shot uh, from Jared Allen assist. So they are just playing pick and roll on almost every possession. So, yeah, last game blowout, huge blowout 29 minutes for, for Jared Allen. He had 17 points, 19 rebounds, and seven assists. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like, even if he count, if he count only putbacks. He will be close to covering this line. So, yeah, I just think insane matchup for, for, for Jared Allen in, in this game. All right. So, Jared Allen on that one. We have a very good matchup against the 
the Wizards, but we're also going to play something else in the Wizards-Cavs game. It's Jordan Poole under 18.5 points and Mitchell 25-plus points. What are you seeing from this one? So if you take a look at the, at the last 26 games for Jordan Poole, he's under this line in 17. So yeah, that's like 65%. And But the thing is, he played Wizards, the Cavaliers last game, he scored only eight points, struggled mightily. And if you take a look at the, his overs, so it, that's interesting. Uh, two overs against the Bucks. The worst pick and roll defense. I I need to mention that he scores the most points uh, via pick and roll, uh, deep, uh, pick and roll as ball handler, and also uh, via transition. So that's like two dominant play types for him. Over against Bucks twice, they are the worst pick and roll defense and one of the worst de transition defensive teams. Uh, overs uh, over against the Pacers. Two overs against the Orlando Magic, who has who is good defense, but they are third worst pick and roll defense. So it's very, very, very well correlated with how positive pick and roll uh, defense or, or, or negative is his overs and unders. And Cavaliers third best pick and roll defense, tenth best transition defense, and they don't allow many much spot up. So. It's a very difficult matchup for him. He had eight points like just two days ago, struggled mildly, even though he scored like through two threes from transition, like oh, that won't happen that that many times. So yeah, a very difficult uh, matchup for him tonight. And the second part is Donovan Mitchell. They are defending with Tyus Jones in a single coverage. And last game, they were up big, so he didn't care about shooting at all. Still ended up with 24 points in an insane blowout. And he also didn't make any laps. He was shooting very poor from inside, missed a couple of easy, easy, wide open laps, and still got to the 24. So I think tonight I see a bit different game from the Cavaliers' uh, spot. I mean, it's difficult to, to blow out teams back to back twice. So I think Mitchell is, is, is in a good spot here. All right, so those are the five plays. Uh, a bit of a long-winded show for all these plays here, but five plays for you guys on a Friday night. We're going to recap those plays at the end of the show as well in case you missed out on any of them. So don't worry, we will recap them before we go here. But after picks, going into the recap of yesterday's play plays. Uh, this was play in singular because it was just the one play. Unfortunately, it was a loss in the Bucks game. So let me lead off here. So there's a lot of people in the chat and definitely we saw some people on Twitter upset about this one, um, fading a superstar player in particular, but just unders in general, people have not been liking that unders are more frequently involved in plays specifically for superstars. First of all, if that was a handicap you could use, you could just bet superstar overs every game and you could, and in theory, you'd win, but obviously that's not going to be the case here. But a good way to determine when you're finding a good bet here is, for instance, in this case scenario, so we have Giannis on the 36.5 point line. That's obviously an alt-under. Alt but at the time the bet was made on the show, Giannis's point line was 34.5. At the close for this bet, Giannis was 31.5 on his point line. So over the course of the day, bettors were absolutely smashing the unders on Giannis all throughout the day. Now, obviously, COVs, things like this are indicative of long-term success, but 
on a day-to-day basis and specifically on a day like this when there was just one pick and play, it's not always going to be a winner. But having three total points going in favor of the bet that we made on the show is very much indicative that this was an excellent play here, but just sometimes it doesn't work out as the game does transpire. So, you know, we go through the picks in the show before we give them out. We used to do on the show where every pick, like was given out one by one, explained one by one, but then lines move. So we changed the show up. So it's just all the picks at the front and then the handicap is later on. But of course, if anybody's uncomfortable betting unders, you don't like, you don't have to blindly tail everything on the show. But I will say um, in defense of Pips in particular here, that very much the numbers have been excellent recently. It hasn't necessarily been showcasing for the record, but as sample increases, I think that that is going to be the case. From, we'll see it on the record. Because, like, if you're getting numbers like this, we're finding very good spots here. But uh, that's my analysis on the line. But, Pips, you want to add in on the analysis from the game perspective, how Giannis managed to to really crush this line in the end? I've seen so many stupid comments. It's insane. I'm usually, like, always being nice and level anything, anything rude. Yeah, but this is fucking insane. Like, last night, I've seen so many comments that were just, like insane like yeah the, the the worst worst comments out there is like if if Yanis decides to score he will score like you can pull that out for like any player in the league and not bet a single under in any game like that's just insane like if you take a look at the last game against the sports it's he didn't score 12 points because he didn't want to score like they legit I mean if he was more aggressive, he would probably score more points. But that's that's the thing. But the matchup is same, like the same matchup. And they just collapsed on defense, double team him, triple team him, showed everyone everything to stop Giannis, and they stopped Giannis. In this game, they just went, okay, like we'll just play him straight. And he covered this line in minutes 38, 39, and 40 in back-to-back games against the fucking Spurs. Like, come on, like. The spread was, I think, 10 and a half, or even 11 and a half. And yeah, everyone expected. So it's insane. He had 30 points with three minutes left, and they were down five. So he needed to take over. How many times is this happening against the team like Spurs with healthy bucks? Also, Middleton didn't play in the second half. So Yanis went nuts in the second half. In the first half, he was on pace to stay under and well under. He played 22 minutes in the second half on a back-to-back night to cover in the last three minutes. It's just insane. Like, and the narrative on, on the Twitter and not fading stars. If you faded Giannis on this line uh, over the last 20 games, you'll be rich, man. Like, he is under this line in like 30, or is in like 16 out of the last 20. Like, don't fade the star. Like, fading stars probably makes you the most money because most people think don't fade the stars at their line lines are inflated if you take a look on the stars and unders probably the best most profitable spots to bet but it's just and unders are crazy because i'm i know i'm going on a run here but i don't care because i i can't so uh i mean if you take a look like at unders yeah it's difficult because you always remember when you bet under in the player goes over and fucks you over and that's like selective memory but if you look at the times you bet someone over, especially superstars, and they stay under, you, you don't react to their losses like you react when under goes over. I know it's not, I know it sucks to 
bet under and then watch the game or even like sweat it. But I think if you take a look over the course of the entire season, if you blindly bet unders on every game, you'll win more than blindly betting overs on every game. So yeah. And, and and for me, like the measure of success when it comes to betting is closing line value. This is how sports books limit players. If a player is consistently getting closing line value, that is a player that is more likely to get limited here. So like even in tough stretch, it's tough stretch for the show, 100% here. Like we have a viewer, Boy, like every show is here in the comments, limited on ESPN yesterday. So like if you're finding good clothes and very much a lot of these plays are, that is the... That is where sports books look to limit players. So we're finding that consistently on the show. Your pips is finding that consistently with the picks here, whether it's overs, whether it's unders. It's obviously like, you know, people want to win the bets and it's it's annoying when you don't win a bet. And the Giannis one in particular on the show was just the one play. So you're thinking, okay, it's the one play, it's a losing day, whatever. But you know, as sample increases, if you're finding the good lines, you're finding good clothes, that is what it's indicative. Of, that should be indicative of success. And throughout the course of the season, that should showcase itself 100%. So again, like coming into, I'm trying to come into the, the defensive pips here because some of the mentions were crazy. Like if, if you're really uncomfortable taking it under, like that's fine. Everything given down the show is something pips would absolutely play himself. It's something that I absolutely I would play myself <laughs> as well. Um, so like we're, we're I, I'm playing all these as well. So, you know, I, 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 we're finding good bets and, we imagine that uh, as we increase the sample, keep on going, that we're going to start to see the results uh, as we did at the start of the season as well. And for this play, like this is a play you make 100% of the time, like the the line moving as much as it did. This is probably one of the biggest line moves that we've seen. But again, everybody's entitled to use their money however they like. If you're on, if you don't like playing unders, like that's just not an experience you want to watch the game, like feel free to not play the unders. But there's value on the unders. There's value on overs. There's going to be, you know, you never know where the value is going to be on a bet. Like if you think Giannis is going to have a really good game, but then like, let's say they set the line at 40 against the Spurs that like, obviously you're going to bet the under on that. He has a 44 point game. What can you do about it? You find a good number. That's your job as a sports bet. All right. It's been long winded sort of, sort of, I guess we'll call it a rant here, but um, yeah. that's the position for, for giving out pit, picks that Pip puts himself in. Every weekday morning, myself, you know, I'm just the host. I don't come up with the pick, so I don't shoulder the blame but um, at all. So uh, he, Pitts is putting himself in a tough spot and doing a very good job at it. So I, that's what I just wanted to reference for the show for today. All right. Five picks on the show today, however. And um, for anybody, I, I, I think some people might see five picks, maybe gets maybe a little nervous. It's a lot of money going down on a specific day. Um, and perhaps I can understand that. Like I said, increasing the sample and finding good numbers, that is where you're more likely to have success. So, you know, it could be a 5-0 day, could be an 0-5 day, but for these plays for today, we would expect that on a long-term basis, these would be winning plays and cause a lot of winning days. But putting a bit more risk down, I get that there can be some pushback, but you're increasing your sample size. This is what you should be doing as a sports better. So let's give out the five plays once again on the recap here. First of all, we have Trey Young over 28 and a half points against the Indiana Pacers. We have minus 120 odds there in what's, what should be a crazy game today with a 261 total point line. We have the Raptors and the Kings here to take DeMontis' bonus under 23 and a half points, 10 plus rebounds, 5 plus assists. That's plus 104 at DraftKings. Then we're going to FanDuel in the Pistons and Warriors matchup. We're taking Jalen Duran 10 plus points, 
10 plus rebounds. Cade Cunningham, 20 plus points, minus 109 at FanDuel, minus 109 at FanDuel. Then we have two plays in the Wizards and Cavaliers game. First of all, we have minus 115 at BetMGM for Jared Allen, 15 plus points, 12 plus rebounds, and two plus assists. And in the final pick, also Wizards Cavs, as I said, minus 120 odds for Jordan Poole, under 18 and a half, Donovan Mitchell, 25 plus. After giving this play out, this line has moved. You can't get Jordan Poole at the 18 and a half anymore. However, if you still want to get this play, you can go to ESPN Bet, as you can do for a lot of the plays given out on the show and find better lines. But we provide the widely available options to the most viewers. All right, that's it for Friday morning here. Let's have a big Friday, big chance to do so with five plays on the board. Excited for this one, excited for this slate. Think we have some really good positions here. Hopefully that showcases itself tonight. We can go into the weekend as winners. Come back on Monday and uh, start it all over again for a brand new week. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Smash that like button if you enjoyed the show today and you're tailing the picks. Subscribe to keep updated with the content, and we'll see you again very, very soon. <laughs>